across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Hello, Rockstar Nation. Happy Friday. I am speaking to you from Lake Tahoe, Nevada. I've been here at the GoBundance Conference for the last few days, and it has been absolutely amazing. We had 181 men from four countries here, and we got to hang out with the one and only Robert Herjavec. Yeah, Robert Herjavec. Came. We had a private dinner with him. Some of our, uh, some of us elders who started this uh, company, Go Abundance, and then we had a uh, had him speak to all the members. It was amazing. I learned a lot from Robert. You know, some of the questions we asked him were, you know, how many how many of these companies, these small companies, has he actually bought on Shark Tank? He said forty two, and he said, you know, mainly what he does is he has this $150 million a year business, Herchevec Firewall business and uh, in Canada, and, and he spends a good 10 hours a day doing that. He's a real businessman. He says the Shark Tank gig only requires 13 days a year of recording, and that's it. That is all he does, 13 days a year, 12-hour days, and they just have pitch after pitch after pitch. And he said not all the people that come to Shark Tank get bought or get recorded, even if they get bought. A lot of them don't make the cutting room floor. You know, they make the cutting room floor and they don't get put on television, which was interesting. So anyways, someone asked him if he learned one thing, if he had to go back and he had to change one thing over the last 20 years, what would he change? And he said he would think bigger. He said his Herchvec firewalls basically just signed a... A big deal in Australia, and he was thinking to himself, well, why the hell didn't I go to Australia? Why didn't I go internationally before? You know, why didn't I think that? He also talked about asking. He said a lot of things in his life he got just because he asked, you know, and, and, and no one else asked. And he would just ask, and it's amazing what the universe will bring you if you simply ask. So that was great. It was a great time. We also had our veterans here at GoBundance, which I was in charge of, where we had two disabled U.S. vets come and on scholarships, and it was amazing. It was an amazing time. They had an amazing time. They learned so much. The one fellow, Patrick, had um, has one leg, and he skied two days. First time ever skiing since his uh, accident. Uh, since he stepped on a a mine essentially in in Iraq and anyways it was just it was just great very nice event i was also in charge of something that we created i actually uh, stole the idea sort of from Brendan Bouchard and it's it was a death booth yeah a death booth basically what happened is everybody that came got to go into the death booth for 15 minutes and answer seven questions and the questions range from what did you admire most or what was important to your mother? What was important to your father? And then it went to how do you want to be remembered? And what message do you want to leave those who you've predeceased? And you recorded this by yourself in a dark room with a little bit of light on your face. 
and uh, we put her on a USB and you got it when you left and you take that sucker and you put it in a safe and you never watch it again and unfortunately when you pass away your family can watch it and that was really moving there wasn't a, a dry eye that came out of that room that was an amazing experience so Listen, if you're a guy and you want to be uh, considered for membership in GoBundance, go to GoBundance.com. We are going to Whistler, British Columbia, $2,750. And I think we're giving, giving a discount if you decide this month it's $2,500 for next year. And go to GoBundance.com, fill out an application, and uh, we'll give you a call. Anyways, we have a great guest today. Friday, I have a realtor who is doing a bang up job in virginia beach virginia he's with better homes and gardens and he's doing some amazing things and i had a really good time interviewing him so let's get to barry jenkins and find out what he's doing to make money so you can too have a great weekend guys Hello, Rockstar Nation. Boy, we have a special guest today. I have Barry Jenkins on the line. Barry hails from Virginia Beach, Virginia, and is doing a bang-up job down there selling a bunch of houses and, and really, really, really has his stuff together. So if you ever feel like you need to get your SHI together... You need to listen to this call because this is a, a systems guy and a, a leverage guy and just all around excellent real estate agent. So without further ado, Barry, welcome to Pat Hyben interviews real estate rock stars. Pat, thank you so much for that kind introduction. I, uh, you know, I've been doing this since I was 18. I'm 35 now, so I've been in the business for 17 years, and I got to say, I'm having a blast. And uh, you know, with just helping not only buyers and sellers meet their goals in real estate, but also watching my team. So these are people that uh, many of them were waitresses and, and waiters, people that didn't know that they could be successful. So now what's happening, you're watching people's lives change, not just with the, the transaction itself, but also on the back end in the business. I'm watching people that uh, used to be ignored by society suddenly becoming a great influencer with their family and friends and they're taking them on vacations. And, um, and really it's just by leveraging uh, our spheres, uh, te the technology and the business. And I got to tell you, we are having a blast, Pat. That's awesome. I, and I agree with you. I, I've made a bunch of transformations like that from all kinds of people with all kinds of odd jobs that uh, became realtors and, and it changed their life. So I know exactly what you mean. So why don't you, let's get down to the nitty gritty here, Barry. Let's, uh, what kind of numbers are you doing? How many houses have you sold, say, in the last 12 months? So last year, we sold just over 109 units. It's depending on how you look at it, but essentially it was about 109. So we, we did really well last year. What was the volume on that? Just right around 19 million. I right. think it was a, just a few bucks shy of that. Okay. Okay. So maybe you think 180 grand is your average sale price, something like that? Yep. Yep. Okay. You're good. <laughs> uh, I do a lot of these. So, uh, okay. So cool. So what, um, what was your gross commission income? Five hundred and forty thousand thereabouts. Okay. All right, cool. And then, what did you net on that? It was right around one hundred and fifty thousand, and that's partially because the way that my structure set up, um, all the transactions, I touch every file, so every client is mine, and these agents are basically assisting me with my business, and so I'm giving them uh, compensation based on that. 
Right, right. So, so what you're saying is like all your salaried people get bonuses and and portions of the commission, kind of. Yes, and the agents as well. Uh, they're not getting a salary, but they're getting a portion of the commission just sure. for showing the houses and things like that. Right, right, right. Okay, so you got the leverage piece going. So with that, what does your schedule look like? Like, uh, how many days a week do you work? How many hours? Uh, I normally go into the office right around nine o'clock. And uh, I try to leave uh, right around lunchtime or thereafter. And um, uh, family is super important to me. And uh, my son gets out of school at two. Um, and I really enjoy playing with him in the backyard and, and uh, helping him with his homework. And, um, and, and so I'd probably say somewhere between 15 to 20 hours a week in the office. And then, of course, I'm fielding calls randomly, as we all do. Yeah, yeah. So just your your on call. Uh, other than that, so your your day basically is nine to one, right? Yeah. And then after that, you're just kind of on call, like like uh, any a lot of jobs or whatever. You just you just check your voicemail after you finish playing kickball or wiffle ball or whatever, and and uh, while your son's taking a nap or or anything, you know. I, I love it. I love it. So, what does your team look like? So the team is built off of a lot of people that. I'm really just looking for people that enjoy getting to know someone else. So very relationally oriented type of folk. Um, the, the team name is the Friends in Real Estate team. And it's really important to me that our clients do not feel like they're being sold anything. So I've got, uh, I've got a former contractor, a former appraiser. I've got a, a lady that uh, managed a, a little girl's accessory jewelry shop for 20 years. So just a, a ragtag group of people that really just like helping. Um, so, but, and, but what does it look like as far as like, uh, how many people are on a team, first of all? 10 now. Okay, um, so you but got- that, the, the, Like six of them started like uh, four months ago, five months ago. So the bulk of the transactions were just me and all right. Three other people. So let's talk about the 109 transactions. So let's say with that 109 transactions, you had a team of four. What positions did they have? All of them were buyer's agents. So what would happen is somebody would contact me to buy a house. And the, you know, the, the method of contact, is it varies, of course. And so then I, uh, I explained to the, to the potential buyer that I have a team and I can only be in one place at one time. And so I'm going to have someone assist me in the showing of the home. And so with that, they would then get the buyer's agent's information. They would just go out and shop. Um, all I ask my agents to do is to respond to the inquiry. And uh, I use Five Street, which is the, that lead responder system. So they're claiming leads. I want them at Target. I want them at the park. I want them to have a high quality of life. Just claim the lead and respond immediately. And so when they get that lead, they connect with the person, they go shopping, they find the house they want, they bring them to me, and I do the rest. And then I have a closing coordinator, a listing coordinator, a full-time assistant, and a marketing director that all work for me. And so once I write the offer, I put it kind of on the conveyor belt and move on to the next one. So those listing coordinator, closing coordinator, whatever, do you consider those people on your team or do you just outsource to that per transaction or how's that work? So I have 14 people all together, not including me. So I guess if you include me, it's 15 people. But so 10 agents and then four people that work for me to uh, assist our business load. Got it. So, so when you did the 109 transactions, you had four buyer agents and four staff people. Probably two staff people. And so as the okay. business has grown, I've had to add on two more. And that's just recently within the last probably like four or five months. Yeah, you've really, you've really exploded as, as far as building the team. Yeah, and I'm actually not recruiting at all. I just uh, 
I see the potential in people. I'm sitting in front of them and I see how they can be successful and I just can't turn people away. And so what's happening is as, as people are watching their friends and their family members become a success, they're, they're, they're not attached to real estate. They're just they're seeing the success and they're attracted to it. And so they're, they're coming to me. And uh, so I, I actually only wanted to have three to five people. So this, this, this large scale thing is something that's just, it's just occurring. And I, I like helping people and, and it's fun to watch. So we just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me where you get your listing business from. Sure. So actually the listing business and the buyer business is kind of going to all fold into one main principle for me. I like to diversify. So I don't like to have all my eggs in one basket. So I would say that the entire business, 30 to 40% of it is previous clients in Sphere. So another 30% is we have a, a big Zillow and Realtor.com and Homes.com budget. And then the, the last 30% are what I call corporate accounts or REO accounts. So these are um, investors, uh, builders, banks that are foreclosing that want me to sell their homes, and then um, relocation people. And, and so you have these, these three cavities that are veins of business. And when all three are working, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Wow. Okay. So break that down a little slower for me. So you've got, you've got a couple REO accounts. Is that right? Like, correct. Okay. And they give you foreclosures, right? Correct. So those are listings. You got relocation. Yes. Yeah. So we're on one of the largest uh, relocation companies in the world, our offices. And so um, our area is heavily populated with the military. So we have the largest uh, Navy base in the world here. And so we're getting a constant influx of officers. And so because of, you know, doing a good job with previous clients and things like that, these banks that are focusing on the military are sending us our relocation. So, uh, that's, that's been a, a so they a send it plus. directly to you or they, they send it to your broker and then your broker gives it to you the second. So my broker gives it to me. Okay. And you got to pay a referral fee on that. Yes. And, and what is that nowadays? It's going to range between 30 to 40%. Okay. Okay. And, and then you just hand that off to the buyer, buyer Correct. agent, right? Correct. Yep. And then what would they get out of that? It depends on, so with the referral, you know, the relocation client, that normally we're just going to split 50-50 just because there's not much money in that, in that pot. But that's not, that's, that's a very small portion of our business. I don't, you know, that, because you you can only do so much. You're right. There's at 180 sales price. I mean, there's like 500 bucks left for the buyer agent. So I, I imagine you're going to get some pushback there and I'd be like, I don't even want it. No, no. Everybody's really thrilled, but you got to realize, you know, if you have a decent job, and you know you're making fifteen twenty dollars an hour, um, not a career, but a decent job making that. Uh, you only need a few clients to to break even um, with what your cur- cre- uh, previous profession was, and that was that's been very interesting to watch because in my mind, you know, two thousand dollars a month, um, I'm not going to be able to do much off of. But if you're used to making fifteen hundred dollars a month, working forty hours a week, this is this is life changing. And so where the money is though is when these buyers agents start to reach their family and friends because that's where you know our commission split is obviously much higher um we've generated the business off our own and so that's where what what sort of split do they get if they bring in a family or friend they get 70 percent. okay so therein lies the motivation to get them to reach out to their sphere exactly yeah and it's working i mean it is because they they've got these relationships and i you know look the average agent I'm going to guess and say maybe sells four or five houses a year. You know, they're maybe part time. 
And these are people that they know and their friends and family and things like that. But what I'm watching is these, these um, part-time agents are now going to their friends and family and saying, look, Barry and I, and that's significant, Barry and I want to help you. And they trust the family member, but they might not have hired them um, because they didn't know what they were doing. But because it's Barry and I, we're, we're getting these listings. I mean, we, we just listed a million-dollar piece of property last month with the young lady that uh, has been managing a, a retail store for 20 years and uh, fired her old agent, was pretty frustrated, this, this million-dollar listing, and uh, found out that her friend of the family was, was in the business and called her. And I got in front of him, set the listing appointment, and, and you know, we got it. And I'm watching this over and over and over again. This is not a unique example. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love it, right? You know, people trust who they know. Yep. And if they have somebody strong to back them up, then there's no reason they shouldn't list with you. So tell me about, let's talk a little bit about systems and leverage. What sort of systems with regards to technology, whether it be apps, whether it be software, whatever, or, or spreadsheets that you use, are you excited about right now? So uh, I mentioned Five Street. I really like Five Street. It, it, uh, it's, you know, all these lead sources are funneling into it. And as soon as the lead comes in, the lead is dispersed to different teams depending on the lead source. And I have, you know, groups of agents, depend, you know, some get Zillow, some get Trulia, some get Realtor.com. And they all get a text message uh, saying, hey, this lead just came in. Do you want it? And if they're free, they claim it. Well, meanwhile, the lead gets a text message from me saying, hey, this is Barry. I know you saw my profile. Um, I'm tied up. Someone from my team is getting ready to email you. And it's got a link to a, a YouTube video. Uh, I did a video with Zillow uh, last year. And, um, and so it's got a, you know, kind of an interview with me and Zillow and, and things like that. And the lead also gets an email. Wow. So okay. They- so let me stop there. So, so that's pretty cool. I like that. I'm going to try to get Mike Sloan, my partner, who took over my team to do that. So basically a video, f- and I'm just putting it in first person, a video from me that says, thanks for reaching out. I'm tied up. Another member of my team is going gonna, is gonna to contact you. And it's pretty much, how, how long is that video? So the video, that particular video is actually a minute and a half because it's beyond what you just said. It's also the, the purpose behind why I'm in the business. So it really brings it to an emotional level mm. uh, to where it's, because it's the first to contact the lead. And if you're getting 20 leads in a week, I can't reach out. I don't really want to reach out to everyone. I want them to. And so this gives me an automated method of personally connecting with that lead. And what does Five Street cost? If you advertise on Realtor.com, it's actually free. Move.com owns, of course, the website Realtor.com. And Realtor and Move recently, as of I think a year, year and a half ago, bought Five Street. So it's a free product that they give to their agents. And uh, it works really well. You can do zip code rules, source rules. So certain agents are getting certain things. You can set it up to, you know, if nobody claims the lead in 10 minutes to be dispersed out again. It's it's uh, pretty robust, actually. Yeah, if that's cool. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to put a link to it, actually. I put a link to 5 Street on hybendigital.com backslash Barry Jenkins. Or you could just go to hybendigital.com and type in Barry and pull up his, his episode and it'll be on there. So, okay, so you're using 5 Street. That that sounds awesome. What else? Uh, I also, I'm really excited about the app Umail, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Yeah, but- I've been using it for years. I love it. I really do, and uh, I, I bought the the upgraded one um, so that um, you know if I'm not available, they can hit zero and reach my assistant. And the impact of 
of, of somebody calling you and being able to hit zero during business hours to reach the assistant. Um, I mean, it really, it really makes it look like you've got it going on. I mean, it, it, it does. And I've, I've really been enjoying that product. So I didn't, I didn't even know, but I must not have the upgraded version. So like what I use it for is I, I you know, and I'm in a different place than you. I don't, talk to anybody uh, unless it's on a podcast so i just have everything go right to email and then i forward that email what this guy what this does guys is it it basically transcribes in words written words the message that someone leaves you but it also puts it in a digital format so you could forward it to somebody so they could listen to it so you know when i get a message if they leave a message which it seems like nowadays eight times out of ten they'll just hang up i'll forward it to my office, I'll forward it to the right person, or I'll just listen to it or read it. Very rarely will I listen to it. I usually just try to read it and text them back or email them back. But what you're saying is while someone's calling, you're like, oh, I can't talk to them right now. You hit zero and it goes to the receptionist and the receptionist picks it up. Yes. So, well, the, in, at the end of my voicemail, it says, you know, actually in my voicemail, I say, you know, hey, this is Barry. I'm not available. Please hit zero during business hours to reach my assistant. So it gives the impression that I'm sitting at my desk and I'm just tied up when really I'm in my backyard playing with my son. Hmm. And I'm then a, I may have that option, not even know it, you know. And then the the it's called Live Connect. It's that's the feature. But then also this upgraded version of Umail, if it's a unique number that's never called you before, they get a text message from me automatically from Umail, and it says, you know, I'm so sorry I missed your call. Please leave a message. I'll call you back as soon as I'm free. And then it provides a link to my email profile with a picture and, you know, Facebook links and everything like that. So, it, again, just relaying that automated fashion of the business. Wow. I'll have to check that out. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's a great time management tool, right? Because you're giving them customer service, right? You're sending them to your, your assistant. You're forwarding it to the right person. So it gets taken care of. But it's not you, right, picking it up and interrupting your pattern constantly throughout the day. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. Okay, cool. So what book are you reading now? I am actually reading Take the Stairs. It's a pretty incredible book, actually. It's, it's basically about self-discipline. And I'm also, uh, you know, I got the name of that book from um, a planner that I've been using. It's a time book. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, a time book? No, no. Tell yeah. me about that. So time book is over in Europe and it's um, essentially a, a planner slash motivational slash organizer that the goal of the, the planner is to give you a happy life. And so the challenge is like, for example, I just finished one session. We make our to-do list. We think based on logic. We think these are the things I need to do today. So we sit down in the morning, we write them down. And what we don't realize is it's actually we're making our list normally based off of some emotion, whether it's anxiety or stress or fear. And so our day is consumed by that. And we forget the big picture. You know, where do I want to be in 10 years? Where do I want to be in five years? What mm -hmm. do I want to be as a husband, as a, fa a father, as a business owner, as a, you know, at my church? What, where do I, where am I going? And so the, the, the whole purpose of this planner is to get you to think about, you know, bigger things. And it's, it's, it's really been life-changing for me, actually. And that's called Time Book? Yeah. So it's um, timebook.life is their website. Oh, that's wild. You know, you can buy .life now. I guess you can buy .anything, huh? I know. Yeah, dot, yeah, they do have pretty much everything. So I've really been enjoying that. And is it a video course or is it a journal that you buy or is it just a 
so they have they have like a a planner like what you would think is like a you know a regular book yeah but then if you've never done it before it's got it's like thirty one dollars and it's called uh, my first time book and it's a hardback book with a ribbon bookmark you know embedded in the binding and it takes you through and it's got QR codes with that play YouTube links for different motivational speakers on different subjects. So, you know, I think two days ago was on the scientific benefit of taking a power nap and it gave all the successful people, <laughs> Richard Branson, you know, all these people that believe in the power of, of the nap. And then the next day was exercising and how that's an important part. And they had a YouTube video of a homeless man that has figured out a way to be a bodybuilder and, and be homeless at the same time. And it's got a voiceover saying, you know, you think you've got excuses, look at this guy. And so it's it's a really I mean it's it's kind of incredible I'm 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 definitely sold I'll I'll be using it for a long time. Wow that I'm I'm gonna do that that sounds like an easy cheap way to to self coach. Yep. Some things and 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 something you sounds like you could do every morning just a little bit like 15 minutes a day. Yeah yeah that's the idea. Yeah good stuff okay and and I'll put a link to take the stairs on there because I'm sure that comes with the self-explanation of you know it reminds me of a guy I met when he turned 40 one time he says I asked him I was like man you're in great shape and he said and, and this is a guy that's say 60 something now I said you're in great shape and he said well when I turned 40 I stopped doing elevators I said what the hell does that mean and he said well I said I haven't taken an elevator. It's a little bit OCD, but it's like, he's like, I haven't taken an elevator since my 40th birthday. Wow. And I'm like, really? I guess, I guess you're not going to like Hong Kong or New York city and staying on like the 85th floor or maybe he is, I don't know. But uh, I was like, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's simple, right? But I guess that's what it means, right? It's uh, kind of like do the hard thing. It's really not that hard. It won't take that long. Yeah, we live in an escalator society. So, you know, especially a systems guy like me, you know, I I love making things easy, but that's that's a huge benefit in a business model, but the downside to it is self-discipline is the mark of of almost every truly successful person. So, whereas my strength is my systems, it also reflects a weakness that I have that I like making things easy. And so I tend to not have areas of great discipline and so this this takes you through that process of saying you know here are the benefits of being a, a disciplined person and, and changing your mindset on on how you approach day-to-day -day life yeah it's funny because you know i i kind of think like you like my wife will when when we're looking for a parking spot right in the, at the supermarket or target or something she'll spend freaking like eight minutes looking for the closest parking spot and i'm like that's my wife <laughs> and i'm like I, i'm like look you know i just took the dog's for a four mile freaking walk on the beach and it's not going to kill me to walk an extra one fifth of one mile by parking because we'd be in the store by now you know what i mean you're actually yeah. losing time looking for this spot and i think it's, a, it's ingrained in us yeah, to take the is. easy way out for everything yeah it is tell me barry tell me about a failure that you've had that you look back on now and I'm kind of glad it happened. I mean, said, you know, it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, uh, you know, I did. So at the age of 29, I had been in the business for a while, and uh, that was not at the beginning of the market crash. It was just long enough, you know, a year, year and a half in to dramatically impact my life to the point where that year I made $1,000 in real estate. And uh, wait a minute, is that 1000 Gross or a thousand net? Take take home, yeah. Take, take home. home. So you. Yeah. So how many houses did you sell? Not many, man. Not many. It All was right. a rough year. We so had a lot. <laughs> we had a lot come to the closing table and and not close because I I worked very closely with a lot of bankruptcy attorneys and so I had been doing short sales for a while and um, 
the industry just got turned on its head during that time. Um, oh, I, re- I remember. And, and there were parts of Maryland where my practice was where, you know, you had like less than a 50% chance of the buyer actually coming through at closing, even though they put a deposit down, even though they, they went through the loan process, even though they did a home inspection, you know, they just, they just became customary almost. So, so many of them would just wouldn't show up and be like, eh, I'm out. Right. Right. And that, that was happening. You combine that with the fact that my, I was misdiagnosed. I had a, an appendix burst and uh, the doctor thought something, it was something else. And so that leaked for almost a full 24 hours. My son was born and we didn't know it at the time, but he ended up having a type of autism. Um, so this was all happening at the same time. And you can imagine my wife of four years and I, the, the struggles of our relationship. So basically everything around me was crumbling. It just, and, everything sucked. <laughs> yeah, it, everything sucked. And I am so grateful for that experience. I never want to go through it again. But that literally has changed me to the fabric of my core. I, I buy, I used to flip houses. I don't flip anymore. I try mm. to buy at least one rental property a month. That the team that I've built is because I've got a healthy fear that this is all going to happen again. I don't, it's not, I don't, like, there's nothing in the market that's telling me that everything is going to go bust. But I, because of my past experience, I'm not willing to put all my eggs in one basket ever again. And, uh, and so I'm so diversified because um, I lost everything before. And I couldn't handle my current success the way that I'm handling it now without that experience. So I'm, I'm so grateful for it. That's, that's amazing. I mean, I mean, I guarantee you 99 out of 100 people listening to this podcast would have quit you know they would have got a job at at, like you said you know a 10 or 15 dollar an hour job or 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 something a thousand bucks i mean you're (laughs) you cannot live on that right so that's like that is like and you're professional and you're you know busting your ass and putting on a tie and and (laughs) you made a thousand bucks i mean i'd have quit well, I, I actually, I, you know, luckily for me, I, I had some success and some savings, but you know, in 2000 and I don't, it was either, it was one of those years, 2008, nine or 10. I can't remember which one, but I, I didn't make any money. We did a shit ton of, of deals and closings and I still, you know, I, yeah. I basically broke even. So I could say I was there and, and worked hard during that time. And I that, mean, I that, ran up like $50,000 in credit card debt. I mean, it was, you know, you know, I know what it's like to buy gas and groceries on a credit card. It's, it's stressful. It was horrible. Wow. So you said some interesting things that I want to dive into. So you don't flip houses anymore. And why? Well, I did that when I was younger and, you know, it's immediate gratification. It's a lot of cash, but at the end of the day, I want something that's going to build long-term wealth for my son and for my family. And so I, I began to buy leveraging different types of financing rental properties. And so, you know, I found a Fannie Mae product that allowed me to refi 75% of the value. So I, I buy the property with a line of credit. Let's say I bought it for 50. I put 25 into it. Now I now owe 75 and I refinance it. And guess what? The house is worth a hundred thousand now because I've completely renovated it. And so I refinance the 75 and uh, because they loaned me up to 75%, I don't have any of my own cash in the deal. And I'm making anywhere from two to five hundred dollars uh, a property, and a month you know. after after your expenses and your mortgage payment. And yeah, and I've I've got a just a crackerjack property manager, and so I don't get mail, I don't get phone calls. I don't. What, what, what's water. that product called? The, the Fannie a, Mae product. It's a, it's a Fannie Mae refinance. It's an investor finance. They'll 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 refinance up to seventy five percent. I don't know. And, the and name are you? And you're probably capped at ten houses, right? 
Yes. And so then what happens is, you, you know, this is the beauty of commercial financing. You know, banks only want to lend you money when you don't need it, right? So, you know, you group the maybe four or five properties together and get a commercial loan. Commercial and loan and cancel out. You know, here's the thing. And tell me if, if you find this incorrect, but I was told because I'm in the same situation. I, I, I own a bunch of little houses and I've, I've had regular mortgages on them. Bottom line, I own too many. I own over 10. So the commercial loans, somebody told me this. If I group them together, if I group five houses under one commercial loan, that counts as five in Fannie Mae's eyes, not one. So the commercial, the commercial refi product that I've been using, the, the banker that I spoke with told me that that's not the case. But I will tell you this, this process of going after the commercial financing is new. This is a new thing for me. So the intricacies of it and how Fannie Mae views it, if I'm, you know, full yeah, disclosure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's so. fine. That's fine. I'm going to look at it. It sparked me to look into it more because I, I kind of suspected that what you said might be true or it might vary from bank to bank or, or whatever. But but anyways, and, and of course, the downside to the commercial loan is it's very hard to lock it in for 30 years. Boy, you know, they yeah. want to do five <laughs> or 10 years and it's usually a, a fluctuating rate. You're still great, you know, four or five Per four to six percent, let's say. But if you could, if you could get ten Fannie Mae thirty-year mortgages, man, that that would be gold. I, I, some somebody asked me recently, doesn't have any. Would I max out all ten if I were them? And my answer would be to, you know, similar what you what you're doing. If you could do it like Barry's doing it, yes, you know what I mean. If you could, if you could do those exact numbers and are pretty much exact numbers, right? Fifty percent to buy it, twenty-five percent to fix it up. 25% instant equity, $200 cash flow a month, $300 cash flow a month. Boom. Yeah. Max out all 10. I do Why all not? 10, you know, because the loan is set for 30 years. People aren't realizing that these rates are going to go up eventually. And there's going to be a day where they're like, I can't believe I locked in this rate for 30 years. That's a long time. Well, and we're in a unique time in history. Very, you know, I, I don't know of a time when there was both a prevalence of foreclosed properties and low interest rates. So my approach was this is my shot to develop long-term sustaining wealth for many, many generations to come. And I, I really felt like I'd be remiss if I didn't take full advantage of it. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Well, well, Barry, let's let's wrap this up. I want you to give everybody some absolute key advice here. If you were a rookie, you've been doing this 17 years, so you've, you've definitely got some experience under your belt. What advice would you give to yourself today if you were talking to yourself 17 years ago? The thing I, I regret the most is when I first started, I did not keep a database of people that I came in contact with and previous clients. A big portion of my marketing budget is to people that I've helped over the years. And that is the single most valuable resource you have is the people that you come in contact with in your life. And that's, we don't have time for it, but that's one reason why Facebook's so amazing. But uh, so the, my advice to you, new agent, is don't quit. Most agents fail their first year. And when you're meeting people, and you're coming into contact and that person asked you about a mortgage and you think in your head, I'm not a loan officer, answer their question. And when they contact you about a good contractor to fix their house, answer the question. Become the resource and the people in your life's uh, you know, surroundings for real estate matters. And you will watch over the years, you become the guy. I got a guy. That's what they're going to say. And you're going to be that guy and, uh, and you'll be better for it. That's great advice. 
Great, great, great advice. Well, this has been very engaging call, Barry. I really appreciate you coming on today. Best luck to you in Virginia Beach. I actually got a younger brother that lives down there. I ran the Virginia Beach uh, Shamrock Marathon a couple years back. So I know the area well. And certainly if I'm back in the area, let's get together and get some breakfast or something. Sounds great, Pat. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock-solid advice. I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. These insights, along with goal setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hybendigital.com for resources, how-tos, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at Pat Hyben. And don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.